everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Charles. What's up, everyone? We're doing SFW today from 1994. Stands for So Fucking What? Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Je- Jeffrey. Would it be Jeffrey? Because it's not Jeffrey. It's like Jeffrey I- Levy. I, um, I, I imagine it's probably pronounced the same as like a Jeffrey, but it's just... Oh, it looks like Jeffrey. Yeah, I, I think that's just how it's spelled, but I imagine it's probably pronounced the same. Crazy. Yeah, it's really it's a really strange movie with Stephen Dorff, Reese Witherspoon, and like, what, Jake Busey? Is it Jake yes. Busey? Um, who literally is his father. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's insanity how close they look alike. And this is on Amazon Prime, and I believe it was on Hulu. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, it's a really, like, little-known film. This was actually a request from someone on Instagram. They were like, oh, are you going to do To Die For or SFW? So I was like, yes, I'm doing To Die For. That is coming. Um, And I was like, oh, shit, let's do this before it somehow isn't on anymore because it's a random one. So, yeah, neither one of us had seen it. Nope. You'd never even heard about it. What are are your first uh, impressions? Um, Well, the... uh... Well, for the first, like, sorry, we'll, we'll watch the movie last night. And for the first, like, 15 minutes, the only note that I wrote down was what in the wide world of fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> it is really weird. <laughs> like, um, and um, then I was like, okay, it, uh, after a while, I was like, all right, I'm kind of starting to get, get, get the hang of it. There is, is, is a plot. Having watched this movie twice, I can say that I really liked it. And I don't particularly want to ever see, see it again. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, I definitely have a similar, like, yeah, I, I haven't seen it twice. I will probably watch it one other time, mm. like uh, maybe in life. But yeah, it's definitely not something I would own. Yeah. But I'm glad I watched it because I didn't, I mean, it has big people in it. Like Stephen yeah. Dorff's really big. Reese Witherspoon was super big in the, in the 90s, mid 90s too. So it's pretty cool. I got to see them in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, d- it did make sense. I think I felt the same way. Like in the first 20, 25 minutes, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. okay. They're flipping back and forth. Oh, okay. It's like a flashback. Oh, we're not going to see the hostage. We're going to pick up. We're going to start when they get out. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. See, I thought we were going to see them like what happened in real time and not just in flashback. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. I, I get it. It's, yeah. It's cool yeah. how it went back and forth. And it had a it had a kind of like low budget natural born killers thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. with just not as as an exciting a story and and not uh like Bonnie and Clyde serial killer type situation. But it definitely is the similar comment on the media and like what the media chooses to um like elevate Mm -hmm. whether or not it's moral or not, which was a big thing in the nineties. We had those talk shows. Um, There's a really good, I forgot what it's called. It's something that was on Hulu. It was like a series about like TV in general. And they had a whole special on like trash TV. And it was all about like the nineties and how like daytime TV and like talk shows was just exploding and it was super immoral and it just got worse and worse and worse. And, you know, people just wanted shock, you know, like, and they talked to Jerry Springer and Sally Jesse, like in America, if you're not in America um, listening, we had this, I mean, I'm sure in lots of other countries too, we had like a barrage of talk show hosts, like daytime talk show hosts in the nineties. It was crazy. Uh, there was also Ricky Lake and Maury yeah. and Jenny Jones. Jenny Jones. Maury is still on. Oh, okay. okay. He like well, only does paternity tests now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally all he does. But, yeah, he's still on. And Sally Jesse. Sally, I always thought was kind of a badass though. She's like, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's Sally. There's like Rolanda. <laughs> she had a show <laughs> like a long time ago. Then we had Oprah. You know, oh, like yeah. she was technically like a daytime, I guess. But, daytime like, you, you, you know, while like, you know, the other shows were like, you know, the like, you know, the trailer for Ricky Lake would like show this like woman talking to her friend and she'd be like, what you are is a slut. <laughs> and, so and then it, it would it, it would cut to Oprah and just be like, oh, let's work on writing down our gratitudes for, for 
well, let's fucking write writing down three gratitudes for every day. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you slept with my husband and, you know, <laughs> and, like, and your brother. <laughs> it's like, oh, the audience is all, oh, Jerry, Jerry, and Jerry. Then, <laughs> and then the like ridiculous like, reaction shots were always great because she would just stand there holding the microphone in her like cards and just be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know? yeah she did. <laughs> now we have like Wendy Williams who essentially yeah. just like talk shit about celebrities, but yeah. before they dumped on regular people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, they just dumped on anyone. But I guess a lot of it was fake though. You find out they got paid to go on the shows and they get paid like yeah. 800 bucks or something. So okay. I was like, shit, I would do this for 800 bucks. Like if I lived in the town, like if well, I lived in Chicago or something. Well, Jerry also got his own movie. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. And a Simpson spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Or not spinoff, but a, an episode on Treehouse of horror. That yeah. was like one of my favorite Treehouse of horrors <laughs> when they have, the, they go on with the aliens, they go on his talk show. Um, <laughs> and it's like, they start cursing and then they start uh-huh. beeping out and they start like having this giant fight. It's like really, really funny. <laughs> it's like a super funny episode. I forgot what season that is. Oh, it'd be um, like what? Like, like I think it's like seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like yeah, almost ten. It's like one of those. Yeah, it was it's super funny. But yeah, I thought this movie was had an amazing soundtrack, and I'm pretty sure that's the appeal of why this person wanted to uh, wanted me to review it because they were like, oh, the soundtrack's great, Soundgarden, like Babes in Toyland, Marilyn Manson, mm-hmm. um, Hole, like a lot of other things. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, right on. So um, yeah, definitely this is one of the better soundtracks I've heard in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it's great. And Guar, how can I forget Guar? Like it's, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. really interesting how our relationship with the media has really changed. Mm-hmm. Now that we have our own media, we're not just like looking at the same, what, four or five channels like that are standard channels. So yeah. it's really weird now that we have this. I mean, God, it's it's crazy. Yeah. But um, it's kind of the same. Well, it's well, it, this is also kind of a strange movie because like the scenario that they're in is kind of ri- ridiculous. But like, I feel like the. Like, I feel like the characters' reactions are, like, very kind of natural and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you know, like, um, like, I don't want to say this could, this could happen, but, like, um, it, it, I, 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 didn't, I didn't find it, like, com- like c- completely unbelievable, I guess. I don't yeah, know. it wasn't, it wasn't, like, as, it wasn't stylized. Yeah. In a way that made it look kind of like a Tarantino film where it just looks too slick and too kind of like natural born killers. Like, yes, it would happen, but it wouldn't look like that. Yeah. It wouldn't look like a fever dream, but this kind of, the flashbacks looked a little trippy. Yeah. They were a little like hazy around the edges. They had that like vignetting in the frame and Mm -hmm. it looked kind of foggy. And I could, sometimes I couldn't tell that they were in the same supermarket or like quick stop whatever yeah i couldn't really tell they were in the same place after a while i was like oh is this the same place like this is weird and the pine saw lady oh yeah <laughs> she, was, she was working at the the fun stop um yeah there's so many random cameos toby mcguire's in there as one of those boys at the bus stop i first saw him in fear and loathing that was in 97 mm. so this is before that so yeah, I think he'd probably been in Hollywood. I know he was best friends with Leonardo DiCaprio. And I think they came up around the same time. So I'm sure he probably did something as a kid. But yeah. I don't think his first big thing was, I guess, until like 98. What was that? Cider House? I Yeah. And that like his first big thing. Yeah. And I think that Pleasantville came out around the same time. Also, starting oh. with Witherspoon. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, Witherspoon did so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like Crazy. Um, did you ever see that movie she was in called A Far Off Place? No, what is that? So it's um I think it had been I think it came out like the year before that SFW was released, but it's like a dis it's like a it's like a Disney movie, and it's about like an a, a um American boy and his father who go to visit some friends in Africa, and like they're um. I, think like and they're like Reese's parents and I think her mother is like is like from Africa and her father is like British or something anyway okay. so there's this whole thing where um the, the the house that they're staying at is attacked and their parents are murdered 
And so the only way for them to get help is to basically walk across the Kalahari Desert. And so they basically walk from like one side of Africa to, to the other in order to try oh, wow. And it's, I think it's a Disney movie and it's like really dark and like kind of like. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, so. Oh, um, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and Ethan Embry's in it too. Yeah. Yeah. The one who's in um, Empire Records. Mm hmm. Wow, that's crazy. And I see it's rated PG. Yeah. Um, fun for the family. <laughs> I, I mean, aside from, like, you know, their parents get getting, getting slaughtered, it's totally fun. Oh, my so. God. How fucking crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she was in a lot. Like, that was, I think, looked like her third credit on IMDb. Like, it's a really oh, early one. Yeah. Okay. So she – was she really young in it? she, like yeah, – I. I think she played like a 15 or 16 year old. Oh, girl. okay. Like, okay. You know, she looked really young, like for a lot. Cause even in fear, I was like, she looks really young, but she's probably like 18. But yeah. She just looks really young. Same with cruel intentions. Yeah. She looks really young too. So yeah, she just has like a baby face, I guess. Yeah. I think so. Crazy. And then right after this, she did freeway and then fear. We should have released them in order because we've done uh, <laughs> both of those. But um, Nicole Forever, <laughs> yeah. Fear. If you haven't seen Fear, you have to. It's like, hey, Nicole, give me a Coke. Yeah, <laughs> Nicole, give me a Coke. <laughs> I love when the dad just looks like the fuck, and he's like, "Can you hurry up? We still have to go pick up the guy, and we, we have to get there, okay?" And the dad's looking at him like, "The fuck? How dare you talk to her like that?" And then he flips the clock back. I was like, "Oh." I was like, "Oh." I was like, "Oh." No, the worst is when he put that note in the car and says, now I pop both of your cherries. I was like, oh, no. I was like, this is bad. Oh, and then he like calls his friend and he's like, hey, I need to borrow your bat. Just goes over there. Like, goes <laughs> All right. Well, we, we talked about that in here. If you want to listen to that episode, it's like, I don't know. It's an early one. I don't even know what number it is. It's probably in the 20s or something. But go back. This is number 72. Oh, cool. I think this will be 72 so that's fucking rad uh yeah so that's that's my first impression do you have any other notes for that uh no not really um what's it, your behind the scenes goss what did you find um, out well i don't have a lot but um this movie has a critic score on rotten tomatoes of 12 percent, but it has an audience score of 49 percent yeah, fuck the critics. I know. It's almost like they Even don't... Even though we're critiquing, but we'll tell you, like, <laughs> we'll tell it to you straight. Yeah, but we're, like, fun and youthful. <laughs> I know, right? We're not boring, sobby old old men who end up doing it. It's almost like the critics don't know what they're talking about. Oh, uh, anyway. Wow. Um... <laughs> it's almost like they're complete shit. <laughs> um, and then there is a quote. It, it didn't say who... Who... Um, said this quote just said this was a quote from a from a filmmaker that just said this movie was described as a serial comedy about terrorism beer and talk shows <laughs> so. okay serial <laughs> comedy i don't really think there was much there was a lot of beer drinking that was kind of like the hey do you want to get a beer i was like what does that mean I I don't think there's a whole lot to do in 1994 so like i know right I mean, we just lost Kurt Cobain. I know. That's, that's what happened, yeah. Um, and, you know, um, so I imagine, if, um, I imagine your choices were, were probably watching television or get, getting drunk. So <laughs> This is true. <laughs> we're watching MTV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I taped a two-hour documentary on Axl Rose. Oh, really? It was on TV, yeah, and I never knew how much crazy shit happened to him. At first, I thought it was going to be like an hour, and I was like, oh, maybe it said it was two hours, but it was two fucking hours. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm still not even done watching it, but I was like, whoa, this is super good. Nice. Like it's it's insane, um, God, yeah. Something made me think of Axl Rose for some reason. Probably because he's a nut. He's I mean, a cool nut, but a nut. He seems like he has his demons. <laughs> yeah, don't we all though, right? Yeah, sure. we'll have to do an entire episode on his fucking fashion performance outfits because I am still in awe. <laughs> of my favorite is the one where he jumped down into the crowd and like beat that guy who had a camera. <laughs> yeah. Where he has like a fluffy black coat on with like a 
it looks like a policeman's like patent leather vinyl policeman's hat and like tidy whities <laughs> and like combat boots that's pretty it's pretty that, it's a look <laughs> that's um that's that is a look that says i am not shy yeah right especially when he starts pointing in the crowd he's like take that take that take that and like no one's grabbing the camera he's like i'll do it motherfucker and just full head on jumps into the crowd grabs the camera and i was like what the this is nuts and then he's like the security's bullshit goodbye and then just like throws throws the mic down and leaves and plays like one song they're all like this is some shit (laughs) like all of them it's crazy um yeah that's super crazy yeah, what else did you find out? Um, I think that's it. That's all you got? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I couldn't find out how much the budget was for this film. I can't imagine it being a lot, but I don't know. The, it only brought in 63513 at the box office. Ooh. So oh. I, I don't know if it was released. It sounds like this might have been a movie that was released in like New York and L.A. Yeah. I don't think this was a movie that was released wide because I can see how it would be kind of like a tag controversial in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I can just see them kind of being like, oh, uh, no, like Natural Born Killers had come out. I don't even know if it had come out yet, but that alone was fucking nuts. But the actors were bigger yeah. and it was like Oliver Stone, you know, so like they would that would get more press. But this didn't get as much press, I'm assuming, because I couldn't find out that much information. Um, I did find out also, it says that along with singles from 92, which we also reviewed, and Reality Bites, another one we reviewed, these are these three are considered a touchstone films of Generation X. Are they? That's what IMDb says in the trivia section. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, like, I hadn't heard of it. I mean, I'd heard of it, but I have not heard of it in relation to anything else. Okay. So yeah, I'm surprised by that. And also an interesting note with music and an interesting Nirvana note is the director actually says that he wanted to get Nirvana's all apologies in the movie and on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And he'd actually sent Kurt Cobain a screener of the film early before it was released. And he really responded to it. And unfortunately, um, Kurt uh, committed suicide before he could get the permission to have it in the film. Oh, so there. And also the director noted that when he went back and was looking at the film, like he noticed a lot of parallels, like eerie parallels in Kurt's life, like being inundated by the media and just like not knowing what to do and being just super overwhelmed. And like, why do you want to know all this information? Just like cliff. Yeah. Um, so he said it was like kind of strange that he hadn't noticed before. And also that it's kind of, crazy too they used hole um yeah in in there yeah in the the song too and also he said which was also really weird is when courtney was reading out uh kurt cobain's suicide note at the that park in seattle mm-hmm. uh when she, after she would read some of the lines which you can go look up on youtube there's a i'm sure there's a video on it and after she would read some of the lines she would say so fucking what which was which he thought was so eerie yeah that like that wasn't planned or obviously this movie i don't think could even come out yet this came out in like july and kurt died in april so he said that was really like eerie like there were some weird parallels there yeah so yeah that that's that's what i got cool that's what i got for the behind the scenes notes um fashion do you have any interesting fashion notes deborah mcguire is the costume director i wrote that down okay yeah, do you have any interesting fashion notes? Because I got a big one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. I thought. Um. I thought the scene where um Cliff's dad comes in, he's like, "Don't you fuck this up for me, boy." <laughs> yeah. You know? Um. Um. When um I I thought the outfit that he was wearing was a little too old for the actor who was playing him. Yeah, but, he did look kind of old. Um. Like. Um. But I mean, I like the outfit. I just, I, 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 I saw they. Doesn't really look like your dad, like. <laughs> yeah, um, no, not at all. Um, let's see. I love. Um, I love like um, the. I, I, I love like Cliff's outfit when he's wearing that, like jacket and the sunglasses in the scene when like Joey Lauren Adams drives, gives him a ride. Oh yeah. Um, yeah really and cool. he, is that a suede jacket? I couldn't I think tell. So. I think. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote. I couldn't tell. Um. I'm trying to think um and then um i really liked gary uh i really like 
what Jake Busey's after. Gary I, Busey. <laughs> yeah. It basically is. Oh, we have to do Point Break. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I really want to do Point Break just because it's directed by a woman and it's a fucking badass movie too. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, and then I really like the outfit that uh, not Gary Busey um is that like the sister of not G- Gary. Oh yeah. Busey like uh-huh. that the, the um, lawyer mm-hmm. um and then um when uh and then when spab and nicole finally get reunited i love nicole's top and, yeah um dress. yeah and i love and love kind of the hawaiian shirt that he's wearing in the same scene that's kind of like green and yellow and has like all the pineapples yeah i wrote that i wrote cliff's um green hawaiian print is very true romance yeah 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 it reminds me of christian slater and true romance another great film that we also did an episode on mm-hmm. episode 62 yeah i think so i don't know i should probably write all this stuff down at some point. Yeah, yeah i was like i don't know the numbers but search around people it's there <laughs> it's there Oh, you didn't even say my big one. Oh, I'm glad. I'm okay. never going to have the same one. That's all you have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need to have an entire episode to talk about the crop top that Scott is wearing <laughs> when he goes to take Cliff out of the uh, hospital. Because at first, when he opened the door and he was wearing that, I was like, this is a gay porn. This is exactly <laughs> what is this? Like, not that I'm like, like, dude, do you, but I was like, this is really strange. Who is this guy? <laughs> like, I don't, and if, apparently he's the brother, but yes. I don't think I was clear on that at all. But I did love the way it was a very much a nod to like Johnny Depp in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I love the I love the '90s male jock crop top. Mm-hmm. Like I just love it. I think it looks so cool. I love that he had a varsity jacket with him that was purple, and then the the shirt was blue. I I thought about this a lot. I was really into that. I was like so cool. I also liked. Um, Cliff's outfit when he got out of um, the hospital, like that blue long sleeve graphic tee and like the jeans. I just like how it was double blue. That was really cool. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams. I love that rust colored top that she has that like ties or like snaps. I think. Is that when um, he, he, is that when he says, Hey, can I come over? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That one. I think it looks cool. And also I love his uh, blue velour shirt. Or like it's not velvet. I think it's like velour oh, that he has okay. on. It's like long sleeve with the collar. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love that jacket. And then I also love her. Like we didn't see Reese Witherspoon in this film that much. I yeah. feel like she was just in like small interviews, and then she was in the flashbacks, and then just at the end, mm-hmm. it was basically Cliff. Like more, more in the film. It was basically like his journey and what he was doing. Yeah. Um. And then also yeah, the Hawaiian print. So yeah, can't believe you didn't talk about that crop top. I, crop was everything. There was a lot going on in this movie. Like, <laughs> there, really, there really was a lot, right? Um, speaking of a lot, and that's awesome, do you have any standout musics? Hey, this is Lauren from the future. I just wanted to record a quick kind of updated note. We did this episode about two or three weeks ago before the allegations about Marilyn Manson came out, which is fucking so terrible and so upsetting. Uh, I was going to edit it out because I just really didn't want to give any like extra, like, you know, like, you know, issue to issue to that. But I thought it really related to the context of the story and where we were at this time in 94 as it relates to this whole story. So, so yeah, that was my extra note about that. And back to the music section. Um, let's see. Um, I, um, thanks to the power of Shazam, I was (laughs) able to actually follow along. Um, should have done that. But um, oh, I, I got really excited when the Marilyn Manson song song played. Yeah, wait, what what scene was that? Um, it was kind of low, right? It wasn't playing like. I think that was when he was in the video store, and oh, like okay. they were like all watching him, and he, yeah, he, I don't, he when he was launching into his like so fucking what speech. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, um, yeah, I um when. Napster was a thing. I felt so naughty because I could actually download Marilyn Manson songs. Dude, people just don't know <laughs> how insane it was. Like how crazy it was to like put on music to download and then go to school. Mm-hmm. And 
come back because that's how long it would fucking take. <laughs> there were sometimes you would see the like download thing and it would be like six days. You're like, oh fuck no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this is crazy. Like, because it was all dependent on people seeding it. So if no one was online, like with access to their library, uh, like letting it be uploaded, like it would be one person you had to get it from. And it was like, so the more people, the faster it would download. But it was, cr- it was a crazy wild, it was a wild time. <laughs> it was really wild. The beginning of social media, like all that stuff. It was a really wild time. So about the year before I had been going to a boarding school in Virginia and we had a very strict rule where we could not have any like CDs that were parental guidance or like parental advisory. So, so you couldn't even have CDs that you made yourself, right? Or no, would they have to listen to it? No. So like you couldn't have any cursing whatsoever. Oh my god. However, um, I um, I um, I kind of played the whole game where I was like, all right, I'll I'll jump through your hoops or whatever. And so anyway, I was sort of given some freedom. And so towards like the second half of the year, I was like, fuck it, I'm like bringing all of all the good music with with me, with me at school. So that was when I like snuck in like. You know, Annie Cry Superstar. Oh my and, god! Like you know, and like um, I um, I I got busted playing the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. What? I mean, I like, I mean, I mean, I, I like, I was playing it on like my CD player, and like this this guy was like, "Hey, can can I l- l- listen to what 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 you're hearing?" I was like, "No, please." Anyway. Oh, you had headphones on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, you're like, no, please go away. <laughs> And then, um, and then I, I think we were both going through like a Henry Rollins phase at, at the time. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. Were you listening to like Think Tank? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So um, I always, I always felt super, super naughty. So, oh, that's so cool. Though. Yeah. But this was definitely like that era. Yeah. This is '94. It's it's before uh, we were in high school, but but still, it's like uh, it's like definitely of that era. I love all this shit. I love that Hole is playing, and it's like uh teenage like, squad yeah i was gonna say like i think it's like teenage horror or something oh like that, yeah okay okay something like that right um i think that's it, that's just so ideal <laughs> like yeah i love that uh radiohead is playing on like morrow's car yeah oh yeah i forgot about that yeah like creep which is really cool i think i don't know when creep came out if it came out in like 93 or 94 I don't remember when that first Radiohead record came out, but um, it's so crazy that that song like Suicide by Chris Cornell is mm-hmm. like, it's, I think, I guess it's like a deep cut. I'm not sure like what, it's a solo song, I think, that was around the 90s. So I don't know if it's like a B-side or something, but that's just really sad that he died by suicide too. Yeah. Um, I mean, like years later, like way years later, but it's super sad. And then fucking Guar. I mean, Guar yeah. is so dope. <laughs> like Guar is just so cool. I really, I really love that song too. And then I don't know what was at the end. What was the song? Did you? Did you uh, the one that was at the end. I don't know if it was Soundgarden. There's a lot of Soundgarden in this. Like Jesus Christ pose. Uh, like the the credits, like in the beginning, and he's like really into Soundgarden. Yeah, the song that's playing during the credits is No Fucking Problem by Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, okay, that's what. Okay. Um, and cool. yeah, that's all I had for music. Okay, cool. Sweet. So what are some of your uh, favorite scenes and lines? Oh, boy. All right. Or notes or story questions. <laughs> um, or hot takes. <laughs> hot. T- um, okay. First of all, um, I um, I was really surprised that they still had, like, twist-off beer, beer caps in 1994. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think they still have twist off beer caps though. On yeah, bottle. No, but I didn't realize that they had them back back back. Oh, back. you thought they yeah. just had the bottle openers? No, I th- can could you yeah, I don't, I guess you couldn't really twist it, even though it wasn't twistable. Some people could like pry them with their teeth and stuff. Yes, yes. I um I I I um you know, just like a couple years ago, someone finally taught me how to do it with a lighter. So Oh, cool! Yeah, I've seen people do that. Um, let's see. Um, and I totally want a um Spab Rules T-shirt now. Oh my god, I know all that merch in the store. It was pretty. I was crazy. like, this is cool. I was like, can we buy this? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I um loved um I loved uh Nicole's or wait is Nicole her name? 
is no Nicole's her name in fear. Okay, uh, her name I'm, is Wendy. Okay, Wendy. Wendy Fister. Wendy Fister. <laughs> um, but um, I love her. We're, we're mature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, I was watching. And I was like, ah, her name's Wendy Fister. I was like, it's really funny. Well, it's spelled with a P. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but um, oh, I uh, I I just love. Wendy's reaction when she sees Cliff on TV like being the VJ again mm -hmm. and she, she's just, just like smiling and laughing I thought that was really sweet um, and then um, I uh, and then I love the scene when um, they both get shot <laughs> oh my god like, right and the fact that it was fucking uh, Tara from Buffy yeah I know <laughs> like, Tara oh my god I was like, wow, I can't even believe it was her. Um, oh, um and then I loved how like, like when he like in the beginning when he's first in the hospital, how like there's that whole montage of people just like talking at, at him, just being like, you know, like his parents and then like the FBI agent, and then like a nurse, and then like an agent, and then like mm -hmm. a therapist, and it's just like, whoa. Um It's really funny. Yeah. And then that nurse who like con doesn't the nurse like um is, is that the movie I was watching? A nurse? Oh, no, that was something else I was watching where this it's like a famous person. And this nurse like came in and like asked for an autograph. And they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was watching yesterday. Um, Not something else. I was watching the fucking Wendy Williams uh, documentary. Yeah. <laughs> the Wendy Williams feature movie last night. Um. Oh, and then the, this was like a really small one. But I love him. He's like checking to the hotel room. And like the con and concierge is like is, is like in, in a brace. And oh, yeah, what, yeah. I, it just just her reactions are so weird that it just kind of made me laugh. Um, the whole thing is like literally, what is it? What in the worldwide fuck is going on? Yeah. It's literally, what it is? Um, it's strange. And then I love the cameo by Gary Coleman. <laughs> so, yeah, how yeah. they made that weird sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> so, was it so damn what? So damn what? Yeah, I was like, no. So fucking what is so... It's so weird. It's so weird and funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> is that all you got? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right, well, I just... My first note is, whoa, these credits are 90s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like super, like, old VHS tape, like, tracking on a on a, VH, a, a VCR, like, a super memories on that. I wrote, leaving the hospital, the friend, quote-unquote, but it's his brother. Yeah. Which yeah. is so strange. Uh, my first favorite scene is when they trash his room. <laughs> yeah. When he comes back home. I do actually love when he gets, like, there's, like, that all the townspeople, like, in front of his house, and he's just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm the mayor. <laughs> and he's like, here's the key to the city. He's like, oh cool nice to meet you thanks <laughs> like he's yeah. like what the fuck are you like what are you even doing here yeah i love when he um i love when he trashes his room i think it's so funny Especially yeah to, is it Soundgarden? i think so yeah yeah i was think it's like the brother grabs the poster i was like oh, okay so he's a brother <laughs> so i was like oh, is he? i feel like they didn't really say that he was a brother they kind of assumed that you knew um and then oh, oh, wait hold on the uh, song is playing while they're trashing his room is coming home by rainbow Oh, okay, shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, so then I also have a note like, yeah, this is a really interesting take on media before reality TV. Yeah. And I think uh I think it's uh I keep wanting to call him Gary Busey. Morrow, um, in the story, his friend, he says, like, wow, this reality is like putting reality to shame. <laughs> yeah. like, real life is like putting reality to shame, which is kind of sort of what it's like now. Now things are just made up. Like reality is mm. like real now it's just made up um i also wrote so wait he's getting offered joints on the street is that toby mcguire <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like so weird that he's like ultra famous because he survived a hostage situation and i want to know more about this split image group this terrorist group that like what was the point and why did they kill those other people yeah and like what was their mission it wasn't like a 12 monkeys thing where it was all about like anti-government like animal testing animal cruelty kind of situation i was like what are they what is the statement here 
And yeah. who are they? Yeah, but yeah they kind of y- yada yada that whole part of the story. Yeah, yeah, they totally <laughs> I feel like would have made it, I feel like, a bit more, I don't know, I, I think maybe given it more, like, depth, mm-hmm. like, into the story, because that was one big thing. You know, usually you want to know, and I feel like there'd be a big climax where you'd find out, like, why they're doing this, and, like, yeah. what, what was their real purpose, and maybe he could, like, talk talk to them about it or or something like i just feel like there was something missing there in the story now this is a book so i wonder if maybe that's explained more in the book oh maybe maybe they just didn't do it in the movie um my second favorite i wrote jake Busey's literally his dad um my second favorite scene is when he walks into the record shop to see everyone watching his hostage video and his like big uh speech about like you know i was fucking around in school and all i would say is like so fucking what and then he's just ev- almost everything he has to say he's just like so fucking what so fucking what um my next favorite line or my favorite line which i'm gonna be naming the episode is i'd like to live forever but only for a little while yeah yeah i, I like that i think he says that with um wendy when they finally meet up again and they go back to the fun stop and it's all boarded up and everything and then she just says you know that i like that he says that i think it's a really cool kind of a quote i do like and my other favorite scene is i do really like when they go back to the fun stop uh with Wendy. i think it's really cool and it's almost like this weird shared trauma love story because something like that is crazy yeah. like when they end up back when they end up back in that auditorium at the assembly and they get shot by that crazy girl who ends up being Tara from um, Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Amber Benson is her name, the actress. Um, Babs is is her character name. Yes. <laughs> she is of the, like, everything matters crowd, where it's like, your indifference, I'm against your indifference. And indifference and slacker mentality was a big, uh, like, trait of the early 90s. Mm-hmm. It was a big trope in a lot of characters, like Ethan Hawke in Reality Bites, uh, Matt Dillon in Singles, um, not so much Dazed and Confused, but like Empire Records. Like it, every time there were like young adults in '90s films, they were always like Generation X was like a slacker generation. They were always just kind of yeah. like, eh, like whatever. So she was like, "No, I don't like your idea of just saying so fucking what and not taking responsibility. I think we should take responsibility for everything we do." I was like, "She's like 30 years ahead of her time." Yeah, <laughs> like she would have been a good Gen Zer. Yeah, I um, hi. I, I was trying to call her that in a way that wouldn't be insulting. <laughs> so, like, yeah, more like, like I guess more, uh, like uh, I I don't know. I guess more willing to like accept her mistakes publicly. Yeah, like she was, like her character was all about like taking responsibility, taking ownership, you know, in the public way, mm-hmm. and of course it manifested in her like. Fully- <laughs> and then aiming it towards them and i was like this is crazy that this was pre um i mean i guess we had some mass shootings i I don't know like when they really picked up in society but i'm just thinking of columbine this is pre-columbine yeah so like every time you see like these school situations where there's where there are guns and it's just really crazy It's it's a really weird foreshadowing it's like they knew that something would happen that'd be really really bad eventually and it's just like small things happen we didn't even hear about it i mean the country's so big i'm sure there's something that might have happened in another state and it was like one person or no one was hurt but they just don't tell you about it and you think it's like a random thing which is so crazy then it's really interesting too i like how it turns the tables and she ends up becoming famous yeah like yeah. becoming like the one and it just almost the same way as natural born killers too this this film is a, like a very I mean, it's not the same, but it's in the same theme, I guess, mm-hmm. like comment on the media and like sensationalism and what we choose to pay attention to and who we idolize and like why we don't even know why, which is really interesting that this posed that theory so early before now our entire lives are predicated on reality. Yeah. Like reality stars, like they're the new celebrities. Why are we caring about what the Kardashians do? Why are we caring about other families that have reality shows just like this guy like he was like why the fuck do you care about me like what is it i just survived this horrible situation yeah um yeah when they get shot in the hospital i like how they're like they're both in the same room him and wendy Mm -hmm. and i think she ends up going to jail right the girl but then i love when they do that interview and it's like the same setup yeah (laughs) like we're gonna talk because they were doing the same thing with wendy when she got out 
Um, and they're like, we're going to talk to Babs about what this life has been like for her, you know, just like a little bit out, <laughs> a little bit. And, and, you know, for like an hour and she's like sitting there, it's like the same setup. Yeah. I thought was really funny. And then I like when he says like, are we going to get married or what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I like love their whole, like, um, um, they're like, whole like, Hey, spab, Wendy, mm-hmm. spab, Wendy. <laughs> Spab, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's really cool. Um, I like it. I like how they, you're, they're kind of both together because they just talk about how no one, you could explain this to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, how could you explain this situation that you lived through? You know, it's just, it's so crazy, which I would assume is true with a lot of things, like, like tragic situations, cults, mm-hmm. things that you kind of have to be in in order to understand. I feel like it's, it's very similar, but yeah. I, would, I thought this was an interesting one. I um, in, in terms of traumatic situations, I would also add being forced to go see a Wes Anderson movie. Oh um, God, yes! I think Jules <laughs> is actually going to make a little. I I need a little button, <laughs> like every time I, that we mention Wes Anderson, because I'm going to like timestamp it. <laughs> and I want to like have a little. I want to have a little like. I don't know what I don't know what we'll do like womp womp or like some, something like. And now I, I need to just put it into like every episode. And I think I mentioned it on um, the well the next one I'm going to be posting, which will already be up when you hear this girl interrupted. I was like, I would love to have a um, <laughs> like I'd love to like the show to become massive. There's a studio, <laughs> and I'm like the thousandth episode will actually have Wes Anderson on the podcast. <laughs> And it'll be like almost like what Jimmy Kimmel does with Matt Damon. Yeah. You know how he hates Matt Damon and he always says something at every show. He's like, sorry, Matt Damon, we ran out of time. <laughs> it's going to be like that. It's going to be like this giant, just huge running joke and stuff. I, I feel like that that will be the key to the success of the show. <laughs> Mercilessly shitting on Wes Anderson to that. He like comes on the show and just is like, what's your deal? <laughs> yeah. Why do you talk about me? I'm like, I don't know. I kind of love to hate you. It kind of helps me going. Um, <laughs> going it keeps me warm at night just like your millions of dollars for un, um keeps keeps you warm at night so. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i'm not unlike demi Moore rolling around in the money in ally oh man oh, and you know he does too you know he like reenacts that scene like three times a week <laughs> like, <laughs> on the minimum yeah. i also really loved it when mike Myers did it in 54 <laughs> yeah. when they, they shake all that money out on the bed and he like i think he like rolls around in it and then he spits in it <laughs> he, like just hogs the loogie and then it tries to like give it to ryan Phillippe. that's another really good film that came out in 98 about studio 54 which is on the list to do oh I don't cool. know if anyone will care about disco that much, but I love that movie. <laughs> I think it's really cool. It's like one of my favorites. There's a director's cut too. That's like way that's cool. That came out pretty recently. That's way different than the one that was released. Oh, cool. No, I yeah. um I, I know I've seen, but I always get Studio Fifty Four a little confused with Velvet Goldmine. Oh, another one that is on the list to do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Studio Fifty Four is actually about Fifty Four. Okay. Um, with the club in New York, uh, and it's and it's based on real people. Like it's based on the real owner, and I don't know about the other people, but the real owner, like Steve Rubell, like he plays Steve Rubell. Okay. So and there's some famous people in it, like depicted in it. And uh, Velvet Goldmine is is a fictional character. I think I it's see. supposed to be a lot like Bowie, mm-hmm. but but it's not Bowie. Okay pretty sure he's supposed to be kind of based around bowie though okay cool but um yeah like his his attitude and stuff like that um i really want to do um well i might do i might end up doing two movies from the 2000s a month okay so yeah we'll see what that's gonna be and then i guess tomorrow i have to announce the new one on instagram right people already know what it is i i I, I'll tell people what it is. The next one that I'm going to be doing, and if you want to do it with me, I don't know if I told you, I want to do The Social Network. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that movie. That movie. Um, and it's on Netflix right now, so it's easy to see. So that's the one we'll be exploring. I think we might do another one, too, in February. Okay. Because there's so many movies in the 2000s that I want to do. But, yeah, we're, we're going to do Social Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that Army Hammer thing. <laughs> it's, really <laughs> it's getting weirder by the day, and it's becoming my, like, pop culture like fuel like i mean i i just read i feel like i'm the only one of my friends who reads a lot of gossip pages mm-hmm. I end up telling people what's going on and they're like what what do you mean and i'm like 
oh, you'll hear. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, it's real. And, you know, this is what's going on, too. Oh, and apparently the Olympics are probably not canceled. Yeah, I heard heard they're going to keep going forward for now, but there's a chance they could always get canceled later. How much like notice do they have to give these athletes? I mean, I don't. I I, I think I think I think they're probably training as if like it's they're going to go on as sort of one the, of the trials. Um, I mean, um, I think that they're. I think the Olympics are supposed to be in like late July. I think that's when they're supposed to start. So I imagine trials will probably be in June, maybe late May. God, do they have like worlds now? Um. Like right now, or they already happen, like the world championships. Well, I, I think there's supposed to be a world championships after the Olympics, but I don't know if it's going to be oh. able to go forward. Oh, wow. Yeah, God, this is, this is crazy, man. Yeah. Can we just get back to the way we were? <laughs> Gosh, it just seems like it's nuts, right? No. It just, it just seems like this is a whole new world. I know. Like that just switched overnight, you know? I can't even imagine what it was like before. I know. <laughs> Everything was just open. You could just do whatever. You could go to a concert. Like, And I'm also just wondering what it's going to be like when things open up and when people are like out again. People are going to be wilding out. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, it's going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm like, it, it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be really like a lot of people are going to go balls to the wall. Yeah. It's been cooped up for so long, you know? Like it's kind of nuts, and babies are like, I know. Maybe a baby boom. Uh, although there's apparently a baby like a birth rate drop, and I was like, yeah, because people don't have fucking jobs. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like people are like, why are there not no children? I'm like, they will, but it's a fucking pandemic right now. Like it's kind of hard. <laughs> like yeah. a whole other layer of nuts. So who knows, man? It's just, I guess we're just waiting this thing out. Riding this thing out. But yeah, this has been super fun to get a new one. Uh, It's a slightly shorter episode, so I hope everyone enjoys it. And go check out this movie. It's a really interesting watch, especially Mm -hmm. if you like Steven Dorff, Reese Witherspoon. It's a good 90s 90s tale of the media. Um, You know what Steven Dorff was in that I actually really liked him in was um, that movie Somewhere that was directed by Sofia Coppola. Never seen, I've never seen that. It's 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 good. It's like one of those movies where nothing really happens, but I found it to be very enjoyable. Is it like lost in translation, or it's not that good? Um, I, I, it's probably not as good. Um, okay. but it's, it's um different though. Yeah, yeah. It's um just it's, I think it's just sort of like about like like an actor who like who's just kind of like really bored with like his day to day routine, and he's like fairly high profile, and doesn't he know, have a child? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and um, I, I don't know. I, just, I saw that there were a lot of really sweet like father and, and daughter scenes. So, oh, okay. Yeah, Wait, is that streaming anywhere? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. What does Stephen Dorff do now? He does something now. He's like a he's like a cop in a TV show. Oh, well, he was in True Detective. I think season three. Oh, okay. I don't think it was two. What I know he's. What's like the big thing that he's known for? Blade. Blade. Okay. Yeah, he's like the bad guy in the first Blade. That's what I. That's what I think of him for. Like if I think of what he's been in, that's what I think of. Um, he's in a show called Deputy. I guess that's that was on in 2020 where he was a cop. He was in the show Star. That was like an Empire spinoff. He's been in some films. He just hasn't been any in anything really like super high profile. Oh, okay. I don't so. Think in, the 90s he's like he's kind of like the female or he's or excuse me he's kind of like the male parker posey who's just been like a lot of like movie stuff i guess yes but i don't know what parker posey does now though have Mm. you seen her recently i don't remember oh wow steven dorf was in an episode of blossom oh really i love that show and three episodes of roseanne in 1989 oh you know what (laughs) he's he's in this episode when um when like the oldest daughter has to deliver a speech in front of the entire school and she like she farts in front of the entire student body what yeah. is he like in the classroom well he's you don't actually see the fart itself but it's just kind of like told s- s- second hand oh but my it's, God. Just, <laughs> it's just just it's 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 just it's, it's just really funny oh that's <laughs> like, so funny yeah 
Cool. Well, do you have any more hot takes, hot notes, uh, sign off info? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, um, oh, I, I, I actually had a question. Oh, um, yeah. There's a scene when um, he's talking to Joey Lauren Adams and he calls her a fucking taco. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so, okay. It, so is that like, is that like a, is is does that mean anything or can i just start calling people random foods foods now like <laughs> i mean i guess you could call people random foods i mean i've definitely heard um women's anatomy be referred to or like people's vaginas i guess i can say the fucking word oh, now. okay as okay. pink tacos <laughs> i've heard yeah. that there was a restaurant in la called pink taco that's really fucking good and uh-huh. it was just every time you say you're going there just like it's always met with like <laughs> so i mean i guess i i mean i guess is it supposed to be derogatory or just like a like a 90s slang where people called each other like weird stuff it didn't it didn't really have a i don't know i mean it didn't really have a derogatory feel to it i just i was I, i just got excited i was like oh you know what then i'm gonna start calling her a pot roast you know um, <laughs> that was her pot pie yeah <laughs> i also found it really strange uh just to bring it back to reese witherspoon somehow in fear when her and her dad called each other by like fruits oh, remember God. they were in the car and she's like and he's like okay my little kumquat and she's like all right my little nectarine i was like that's your dad that's I was like, weird yeah that's that's <laughs> thing i think of when i hear of like calling someone a fruit okay that's what i immediately think of okay or um or just like any time of hazing (laughs) the other day i heard um i heard someone describe another man as shaped like a mustard bottle (laughs) because he had hips it was like a man with like like pretty like substantial hips and this other person said that they were shaped like a mustard bottle and i fell out like i fell out laughing it was super super funny mustard bottles are ain't no shame in that man i love yeah Yeah. Um, yeah this has been super fun uh leave us a review leave us five stars write a review check us out on spotify google stitcher fucking everywhere yeah, Instagrams are in the show notes. And uh, yeah, you'll hear about the social network, but that's what we're going to do for our uh, forward flash in the next uh, next month in February. And yeah, we're, we're going to be doing, I don't know what, we're going to we're gonna go back to Basic Instinct, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to do, yeah. yeah. That sounds so cool. Gonna, yeah, so we're going to do Basic Instinct, uh, the two of us together, and then we've got lots of episodes coming up. I'm doing Foxfire Ooh. with Andy. Nina, which is a great film in 96 to die for Nicole Kidman, Sharon Stone. We got the, the heavy hitters, <laughs> the heavy, heavy hitters. So yeah, I'm excited. Score. Score. Well, we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.